an AppleViz original. Hello there, and welcome to an, another AppleViz Extra. It is September again, so more new stuff from Apple as we get most years. It is a pleasant September day here in Dublin, Ireland. I am David Nason. I am joined from the great state of Maine by Alex Hall and Tyler Stephen, and from the Big Apple by Scott Dabbert. How are y'all? Not bad. I'm good. Doing pretty good. Nice day here, too. Yeah, it's amazing how fast it comes around, isn't it? I just wish it would stay until, oh, you know, spring. <laughs> that <laughs> wouldn't would that be, be nice? nice? Wouldn't that be nice? So, it yeah. Wouldn't, it wouldn't. You know, it's it's one of those things where uh, it, it, it is nice because it's not there every day. You know what I mean? Like if it was every day was, you know, 25 Celsius slash 77 Fahrenheit, it would be like, yeah, whatever. Must be <clears throat> California. <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They did have a very uh, interesting opening to the um, to the event today, which was telling us all about how fantastic California is and how much they love it. So good. Well done to them. <laughs> um, but from there, they went into Apple TV Plus, um, which was just, I guess they just took this as an opportunity to go, hey, everybody, uh, this is still a thing. Please pay for it. Um, we've got some great shows. I have to say, I actually do like Apple TV Plus. I have watched, I have enjoyed quite a lot of the shows. Admittedly, I've had it for free for most of the time I've had it, but currently watching Ted Lasso season two. Looking forward to Foundation. Anyone else? Are you guys using a Apple TV Plus set of interest? I, uh, I've heard so much about Ted Lasso. I finally had to start watching it. Um, I was surprised. I got to say, I didn't expect all the uh, language, but mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> threw me off just a little bit, but uh, it's mm-hmm. it's good. You know, it's, it's fine. Um, I tried to watch C when it first came out last year. I got a few episodes into it. It wasn't, eh, it was all right. It kind of fell off my radar. I might go back to that. But uh, I haven't been a huge Apple TV Plus user myself. I have to say, I think C is probably the worst show I've I've watched on oh, really? Apple TV Plus. Yeah, I think like Morning Show is fantastic. The huh. For All Mankind was brilliant. Uh, that I do want to see. Defending I've heard Jacob a lot about that. was brilliant. Mythic Quest was brilliant. Uh, and I love Ted Lasso. <laughs> like I love pretty much everything except C. If I'm completely honest, Scott, I don't think you were, uh, you're into Apple TV, are you? Now, I uh, I had the subscription for one year, and I just haven't really looked into it yet. You know, that's not so much for lack of interest as it is lack of time. Yeah, you know? I hear that. Uh, now that I'm back to work, uh, pretty much anything that isn't work uh, takes a back seat, which is unfortunate. But, you know, got to keep a roof over my head. I guess that's top priority. You got to prioritize. Um, yeah, but well, from there anyway, they went into the hardware, which I guess is why we're all really there. And they started off with iPad, a new entry-level iPad. So that's um, the best-selling one, I guess. And, you know, it's still a pretty solid iPad by the look of it. It's still the older kind of design. It has the home button, has a 13 Bionic chip in it. So I guess that's a, you know, two-year-old if you're talking about the cutting edge, but that's still a pretty pretty decent processor better camera of course true tone and things like that and um the center stage feature which is the thing where the camera kind of follows you um it comes from the ipad pro uh from last year 
so it's easier to stay in focus, which could actually be very useful for uh, visually impaired people, I would imagine. Starts at $329, so that's pretty much all they told us about it. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on iPad or if you're using it, or should we move on to the iPad mini already? <laughs> well, I've got the iPad seven i think and you know i don't use it often still works well enough for what i use um if i were in the market this would be a nice upgrade it's an older processor as you said but it still does everything you need at the entry level price so you kind of can't beat it if you just need a basic tablet mm-hmm. yeah i agree scott you're an ipod person still aren't you rather than an ipad guy yeah i'm more a ipod person primarily because uh i just use a braille display anyway with pretty much everything and i you know for example when i travel i use it to you know keep some of the stress off my iphone battery and of course an ipod is much easier to uh, lug around than an ipad however um i don't think i'm interested right now in the new ipad mini but obviously with that thing moving forward uh it will probably have ios support for a couple of years at least, whereas the iPod, uh, I think it's unfortunately on borrowed time at this point. So mm-hmm. I may have to upgrade to it. Yeah. Sure. Uh, well, we'll go through what the iPad mini has then, which is new. Um, I think this is the first one in three or four years, but do correct me if I'm wrong on that. They have put it in the same kind of enclosure it had before. So kind of like the same size physically as the seven inch iPad mini we had before, but it's now an 8.3 inch screen because much like the change they made to the iPhone in the recent years, it's gone kind of edge-to-edge screen. The home button on the front is gone. So it sounds like a pretty cool device in that sense. Uh, Touch ID is in the power button now. It's USB-C um, connection, 5G if you want uh, that as well. Better cameras, the usual kind of stuff, the center stage feature as well. They say bigger speakers as well, or better speakers. So basically this to me sounds like last year's ipad air in mini form would that be accurate with the newer soc from what i was reading on twitter people are saying that it's using the a15 uh, same as the new iphone 13s so it's got one newer generation than the air but apart from that it does sound exactly like an air just shrunken down some yeah there were some interesting use cases i heard about it like i i had never um because i don't have an ipad i don't really have a use case at this point for one but uh, the iPad mini, I hadn't really thought about how people, I didn't realize people put it in like little, they were talking, I don't know exactly how, they're talking about pockets and I can't imagine putting an iPad in a pocket, but like a bag like for pilots and people putting it in their lab coat pockets or something like doctors. That was one of the use cases mentioned. Um, so, that, um, so I think it's, you know, for that, um, you know, as far as staying up to, up to date on everything. I think that's a pretty good upgrade, but it's nothing nothing super exciting, very incremental. Same with the entry-level iPad. Um, won't gain any new customers per se who are going to rush out and buy it, but it's not going to lose any lose any customers either. Yeah, that's I think, the sort of my, that was my takeaway from it. Yeah. I, th- I think there's a set of people out there who really like the mini iPad and it doesn't get updated very often. So there probably will be plenty of people looking for that upgrade, but um, yeah, it's hard to know really beyond that, but uh, it, yeah, we it's should say, cool. speaking of use cases, just not that it probably matters for our audience, but um, the original iPad, the nine does retain the um, Apple pencil one. Mm-hmm. 
And the iPad mini now gains Apple Pencil too support just because we can't yes. all use the same pencil for whatever reason. <laughs> yes, and it has the magnetic, it sticks to the side of the device yeah. magnetically. Yeah, yeah, the and mini has that. And we also can't all use the same IO apparently. Oh, I, true. My, my impression, <laughs> my impression was that the i, the, just the regular low cost iPad, had Lightning, which yep. is what the iPhone uses and the iPod Touch uses, um, and the iPad Mini has USB C, which is what the iPad Pro and iPad Air use. Yeah, yep. and Mac. This is driving me crazy. I've got yeah. all these USB <laughs> things, C things yeah. uh, around my house, and now I ha- in each place I have to have a Lightning one as well. And it's like. They could really make my life a lot easier by just putting USB C right. on everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know the the, the thing about the uh, the new iPad. I guess we're just calling it the new iPad. <laughs> you know, the, the old new option. iPad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there is a use case for it, and I'm glad they updated to kind of keep it, you know, going with specs because 100%. I think for people who are uh, parents who have children, you know. They're going to, if they want to give their kid a gaming device, you know, that's a fairly cheap entry-level iPad, um, but it does a lot of the things that need to be done, and, you know, they have all these great parental controls and stuff on it, so, you know, I think there's a market for it, I really do, you know, and some people will prefer the Mini um, I, you know, I think about the iPad mini, I think about beta testing for iPad OS specifically, you know, because it's not a completely universal experience between iPad OS and iOS. So that'd be a good, um, either one of them really would be a good, uh, beta device, I think. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Sure. I think they're both great, um, great devices and they're decent price points, like 329 entry for the, for the iPad and 499, I think I heard yeah, 499. Yeah. For the mini, which is you know, it's a good price for a really, really powerful device like that A15. I have last year's Air, and uh, it's that thing's going to last me years. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like I love it. Um, as an iPad fan, I love you know, I, I like I do love the iPad, and like I don't want the mini myself, but I can definitely see why people might um, might buy it. It's it's going to be. It's not much bigger than the iPhone Pro Max, but <laughs> um, if you want an iPad, it's uh, it could be a, a good option. And uh, by the way, just uh, as usual, when you bring me on this podcast, I apologize for bringing Zoe on the podcast. So sorry for the barking dog, if you can hear that. Dogs are always welcome on uh, live <laughs> related podcasts. Definitely more intelligent than any of the comments I've made this far. So, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the, Thanks, um... Dave. I appreciate that. <laughs> I hold myself last to that time, same I was standard. Just say, yeah. Oh, yeah. Last time, um, I last time I was on an Apple Vis Extra. It's funny, I was listening back and I noticed that I had my window open. And that time, it's not a bird that featured on the podcast. Last time I was on here, one of the birds in my yard through my open window had was cawing, and that had a feature, a fairly prominent feature on the Apple Vis podcast. So you're do- so yeah, so at least a uh, dog. It, yeah. Well, we do yeah, enjoy tweeting out our podcast. So, you know, that worked out too. <laughs> nice. We're very animal friendly here. <laughs> oh Lord! So, I think Scott, you you were the one person I think who said an iPad Mini could be on your agenda as a replacement for that iPad. Um, is that right? Yeah. Um, well, like I said, you know, it's for uh, it would be primarily a, a media consumption device, but also it's a it's a good again, like I said, uh, a device that I can look at iPad OS. 
uh, on, you know, and the mini is still small enough so it can easily travel or I can put it somewhere in my uh, apartment. You know, I'm in New York. We don't have all kinds of space here. <laughs> so if we can get something smaller, that's always good. You know, I, I didn't realize that it was the same form factor, essentially, um, you know, the same screen size ultimately as uh, the previous generation because of what I read, it was like, oh, yeah, it's an 8.3-inch screen now. I'm thinking, oh, man, come on, guys, you, you're, you're ruining the mini part. <laughs> but I'm, so I'm glad to hear it's keeping the same uh, physique, I guess, for lack of a better word. There, thereabouts, yeah, and the Touch ID in the power button, I think it's going to yeah. be welcome with a lot yeah. of people. I mean, I, I really don't understand why that's not in every device. That is, like, sounds amazingly easy and handy. You know, uh, it's one of the things I... I guess we'll get more into this later, but it's one of the things I love about my SE uh, 2020. You know, I put the home, uh, put my thumb on the home button and press it and it's unlocked. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, well, it just works most <laughs> of the time. It just works when it works. Yeah. There's a flashback for you. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's uh, that's iPad. Good updates and uh, I'm sure they'll, they'll do well. They then moved on to... Apple Watch, um, they mentioned something that I wasn't quite sure if it was related specifically to the new watch or to the new software about cycling in uh, workouts now, being able to detect when you started and stopped and fall detection and stuff. But then they did move on to the actual hardware of the new watch, Series 7. Um, It's got a larger screen now, 20% larger, which I think Maybe is I'm not, I wasn't quite clear. Is the actual body bigger as well, or is it just savings by uh, making the, the borders smaller? It's very, very slightly larger. I think um, a lot of it was the bezel reduction, but they said that they didn't say they kept it the same size. I think they said mm. something like we only had to make it barely larger, something like that. So it's cases won't fit, but I don't think you'll okay. notice the difference. And it's kind of got that think, flat edge design. I, I don't think it does actually. I asked that on Twitter as well because they, they never said during the presentation. And of course, the audio describer guy uh, didn't mention that bit. But it seems like they kept basically the same curves. The corners are now a little bit more rounded, uh, according to the guy on the presentation. But it mm. doesn't appear to have gotten the straight edge treatment that we all expected from the rumors. That's funny because the rumors were so strong on that one, weren't they? I know <laughs> they were. Yeah. Um, I think. Um, uh, what I heard it was it, 41 and 45 millimeter sizes yeah. is the, yeah, uh, that's what I read just before, um, which is yeah. recording. I think yeah. it was 44 or 43 was the bigger one before. It wasn't it? So, yeah. 44 was the, it was 40 and 44. And now it's yeah. 41, 45. <laughs> so not yeah. much, <laughs> not much difference. Uh, they say yeah. it's got larger on screen buttons and controls now easier to, to tap, um, brighter screen, including the always-on display, which yep. certainly the blind users won't uh, care too much about. Low vision may use the on uh, the always-on. Um, was there much else? Uh, an on-screen keyboard, which um, the people at uh, FlickType might be interested to see. Uh. Um, some new faces, of course, they always bring in. More durable, they say, as well. Um Faster charging as well. So that's kind of it. Some new colors. Um, so some of that uh, is actually kind of a big deal, and I don't want us to gloss over it too much. No. Um, mind if I just go off here for a second? All right. So uh, 
couple things then. The on-screen keyboard confuses me. It's not on watchOS 8, and maybe it will be you know, in an update. But if they can fit an on-screen keyboard on a 41-millimeter watch, why is it not on the 44-millimeter Series 6 or 4 or 5? Like, don't know what's up with that. Um, the charging, though, that is exciting. So part of the reason that I went from a Series 4 to a Series 6 was because the Series 6 had 20% faster charging. And that's great. I can go for about 23 hours straight, including two or three workouts. No problem. Sleep tracking works fine. I charge it for an hour or so, and I'm, I'm ready to go again up to you know, 92, 95%. What they're saying now is it charges faster. So it'll charge from zero to 80% in what they say, 45 minutes. 45 minutes, yep. And it will charge for enough uh, battery to get you through eight hours of sleep tracking if you charge it from 0% for eight minutes. Eight minutes yeah. So if you're someone who wants to use this as a sleep tracker, but your thing has always been, well, you know, I, I don't want to charge it for an hour before bed. Remember to do all that. No problem now. Put it on the charger, brush your teeth, come back. You're ready. Like it's it's a, a much more appealing sleep tracker. Now, if you're also someone who likes to wear it as much as possible, it's now a lot easier to find 45 minutes to get you back up to your 80% instead of having to carefully schedule your charging times. So if the battery life did not increase, which is going to annoy a lot of people, but I think the new charging is actually going to be a bigger deal than it might first appear because it'll make it just that much easier to keep it on as much as possible and use it when you actually need to use it. I mean, you know, in terms of the, the charging time, it's kind of impressive, but for the battery of that size, I mean, it, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's not all that impressive in the grand scheme of things mm -hmm. because it is such a small battery, but you know, that was the one thing that I was like, well, I'll probably wait for another one because I'm fairly happy with my series five. So I might wait till the eight comes out next year. Yeah. But, you know, that's a big thing for me because, uh, with the series five, I don't, you know, I sleep with mine because I'd use it as an alarm in the morning. Me too. And, uh, I don't always get enough charge out of it before I leave the house. You know, it's a drop it on the charger, go get in the shower, whatever. I'm out the door in 25 minutes, 30 minutes. And, I don't necessarily get enough charge for the whole day. So, um, you know, that's a big thing for me, but is it big enough to, you know, upgrade and all that? Yeah, I'll wait till next year and hopefully they'll introduce some more features uh, that are, you know, even better. As far as the keyboard goes, that was my question too. Why, why couldn't I not fit it on uh, earlier models? Uh, but for me, uh, it, it is it does eat the battery for lunch. But a lot of the time, if I want to do texting, for example, I'll hook up the Orbit Writer and just use that. And uh, it works really well. In fact, I think Braille support on watchOS is a little more reliable than iOS right now. <laughs> there you go. Well, um, I'd be kind of similar, Scott. I, I well, actually, I have a Series 4, and I'm still pretty happy with it, to be honest. And I charge it for maybe 45 minutes in the morning, maybe an hour, um, and maybe 45 minutes in the evening. And that does my, you know, sleep tracking. Well, actually, I don't use sleep tracking. I use it more for just the alarm, like yourself, uh, and gets me through my day, and I can do a workout or two, and I'm, I generally find it's okay. So, yeah, I'm happy to wait another year to see what more features they uh, they can cram in there in, in the Series 8, because the 4 is still running pretty fast. So, um, yeah, that's good with me. The only other thing I liked about it was the watch face one of the modular ones now includes two large complication slots. Mm -hmm. 
And if you use an Apple Watch, you know exactly what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, if you're if you're someone who has no clue what I'm talking about. But the complication slots are small and large. And right now you can only fit one of the large ones. And the large ones, even though for voiceover, you could theoretically get all the detail you want. Designers just don't do it that way. So if you have a small face or a small complication, you get a lot less detail. Mm-hmm. Large gets you way more. And there are a lot of apps where I'd love to have two large complications on the same face, you know, calendar and um, weather, for instance, would be great. So you could get that more detail at a glance, so to speak, without having to do anything else. And uh, that's kind of tempting, but it comes back to the same question. Will that then come to the other watches that have, you know, 40 and 44, or at the very least, will it come to the 44, which is larger than the 41? Like, how is how is this going to work going forward? So I'm tempted, honestly, by the seven just for the charging speed and the complications, but I think I might wait until you know watch OS 8.1 just to see what happens with the other watches that are still supported. See if they get any of those those features for the larger screens. Yeah, fingers fingers crossed they will. And um, I must admit the keyboard offers zero interest to me. I I don't find I ever. I mean, have the inclination to reply to a message on my watch. It's easier to take my phone out of my pocket than to try and hold my phone, my watch out in front of me and try. <laughs> I just, I don't get it, but I know a lot of people do. So, um, it's another, it's another way of uh, of doing it. Um, because I think the scribble thing never worked very well, did it? <laughs> not for me, but I'm not much of a handwriter, so I'm probably not the best target market. <laughs> oh, and here's the thing: if you're going to make the screen a little bigger. Can't you put a little bigger battery in there? Um, yeah. You know, with these hearing aids I have, they're, they're Phonak hearing aids, and I can connect them to the watch and stream music, and it, it's really, a, it's amazing, but boy, does it kill my battery. Yeah. Um, you know, so that, you know, it's, it's great that, like, you can, you can connect a Braille display to certain hearing aids now you can connect. Uh, they don't have MFI support, but uh, these hearing aids are basically Bluetooth agnostic. So, you know, my Windows computer, I can quickly connect that up if I need to. Pretty much anything I need. But a, a better battery, I would go with a bigger screen if they put a bigger battery in it, simply for the fact that I can get a lot more use out of my watch. Which, again, like I mentioned earlier, you know, the iPod takes the the heavy lifting, some of it, off of the iPhone the watch can do the same, uh, you know, now that I'm able to connect all these peripherals, but because the battery drains so quickly, I, I really can't take advantage of it the way I'd want to. True. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, and just to give people the, the full lineup of watches now, um, the first one absolutely mystifies me and slightly horrifies me if I'm honest. <laughs> and that is that the series three is still there yes. at $199. I would not Why? buy that in a million years. Do not buy would be my personal recommendation. <laughs> I just can't understand why I don't want to buy that. The SE is there for 279, I believe. Yep. And then from 399, I believe for the series seven, am I right. being unfair to Apple about the series three guys? No, no, you're not. I mean, it's bad enough now that, from what I've read anyway, the official recommendation when you're updating a Series 3 is wipe it, reset it, and update it because you might not have enough room for the update anymore and, well, too bad. Wipe it instead of doing anything else. Like, it's barely supported. It's got the slower chip. Like, it's the Series 4 is good if you're going to go for a used watch. Find a Series 4 or 5, maybe 6. Find one used 
no, don't go for the three. Just don't do it. Yeah, it's you know, I guess it's the iPod of the Apple Watch. I don't know. <laughs> yep. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> sort of borrowed time ish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's four years old. That's weird that they're still. I mean, that they're still selling it, and considering those the technical limitations of the updates and the chips. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't even sure it was going to get watch OS eight this year. Never mind nine next year. It's my brother has a Series three, and he upgraded to uh, watch OS seven and did not like it. He basically said, "That's what you know, because you can't revert back to six uh, no. watch OS six. So he hates it now. He absolutely hates the three. And uh, well, I guess the marketing worked because he's looking at getting a newer model now. But <laughs> I mean, it, it's bad, you know, um, because the the speed at which these things have increased and the amount of resources that have increased has actually been pretty impressive overall." But because of that, you know, the demand on the older watches is, I think, just too much on the later watch OS releases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which does remind me, though, someone pointed out something interesting. Uh, the Series 7 Apple Watch actually uses the same internal chip as the Series 6. So it's if you buy one, you're not necessarily guaranteeing yourself an added year or two of, of watch OS either because it's the same chip as last year. Really? Wow. But then that brings that. up the question of... How long are we going to get updates and what features are going to be ported over? You know, look at the iOS side of things right now. The iPhone 6S uh, is going to get iOS 15. It won't get all the features, but hey, I mean, it does uh, It does get security updates and such. Mm-hmm. Perhaps they'll look at doing something like that to keep uh, the older watches going. You know, they're not going to get all the great features, but they'll get some of them and they'll get security mm-hmm. updates. And uh, well... As we saw from iOS 14.8, those are pretty important. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It also yeah. makes, gives me extra reason, Alex, to think that the 6, even the 44mm 6, will not get that larger complication uh, option on uh, the keyboard because I they hope. have to have something to sell the 7 on. And if it's yeah. the same chip, you're, you're probably right. But... And there's no new sensors either, you know, that. Um, no. Never in the history of the world has one millimeter made so much difference. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, that's watches. Uh, so Alex, you're tempted. Uh, anyone else buying one? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That all right. sums it all up right there. <laughs> no. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> it's a solid enough update, but yeah, I think um, I'm happy to go another year. Um, they talked a little bit about Fitness Plus coming to more countries. I have never used it. Have any of you guys? Alex, you're into your workouts and stuff. Have you tried Fitness Plus? I tried the free whatever two weeks that they give you. I I didn't really get it. Like I tried, um, I think I tried a walking one. I do a lot of walking and HIIT stuff. Do you say HIIT or HIT? I say anyway. HIT, but anyway. Hit okay, uh, so I do a lot of hit stuff and walking. So I tried that. It didn't really do much of anything for me. I didn't quite get it. Like I prefer to take a walk with my audiobook or a podcast or something than someone telling me to walk. Like I'm walking as fast as I am. I'm not going to speed up. My guide dog isn't going to speed up. 
were good. So <laughs> I didn't really understand what it was uh, supposed to do for me. So I just kind of gave up on it after a while. Fair mm. enough. I, I've never uh, never given it a try as yet. I may, I may do the free trial at some point. If you are into Fitness Plus, um, group workouts is probably one of the bigger updates to it now. So a bit like SharePlay that they announced for, you know, if you want to watch Netflix together on your... Um, on your Apple TVs and so on, you can also do group workouts, which may interest some people. But then we got into the iPhone, which is generally the headline one. And the the lineup is fairly similar to what we have in the iPhone 12 in the sense you've got four phones. and uh, So it's iPhone 13 mini and iPhone 13. And then you've got the Pro and the Pro Max. Uh, the same design, essentially, uh, they say there's a bigger battery. There's new colors, including Starlight. Um, comment if you know what Starlight is. I'm guessing yellow, but I haven't uh, looked it up properly yet. So who knows? Uh, brighter display, better cameras, A15 Bionic chip, um, which Tyler alluded to earlier, and better machine learning. It's kind of the usual, fairly incremental update. There wasn't... Was was there any, you know, um, kind of headline features? For me, I you know, it was just... And this isn't to put them down. It's you can't have, like, super big surprises every year. But the fact is, it is a very incremental... This is essentially an iPhone 12S to me. Oh, fair enough. Podcast. I'm sorry. What happened? <laughs> So, uh, Scott, you're going to take delivery of the iPhone 13 Pro Max then? That's your plan? <clears throat> Hold on. Let me think for a minute. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I think we're all kind of there. So, like, the big features were the camera and the screen and a bit better battery life. Yeah. Pretty much it? Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. so. <laughs> New colors for those like, with uh, an iPhone 13, or I think it was also work with a 12. I don't know with Max. If there's a new wallet with Find My, which I oh, suppose yeah. could be helpful if you're, you know, uh, you lose your wallet, you can locate it um, with Find My. My wallet it goes in one of two places: either my pocket or my desk drawer. And uh, knock on wood i've never actually lost it not that i don't travel much but um but yeah i, I if i had you know a mag safe device maybe a find it'd be nice to have a wallet that i could you know keep and it would let me know it's it's never bad to have a alert when i'm you know when i when i separate from it or misplace it it's always good if it would tell me you know you know, if it, if the device would tell me, you know, hey, you left it somewhere, I definitely want that. Um, but without that, I could just get in. If I wanted to, I could get like an air tag or something for my wallet and just do that. Um, but I think it doesn't. It's a nice little little add-on. And even then, though, that wallet I believe works with iPhone 12 as well. So if you currently have the 12, you're still all yeah. set. You can just get the wallet. Yeah. Yeah. It's a MagSafe accessory, right? Yeah. I think if you're on an iPhone 8, 10, maybe even 11, you might say, okay, this is, you know, these are nice phones. I'll buy one. I, As a 12 mini owner, I, yeah, I can't see any reason why I would, but maybe they wouldn't expect me to anyway. Do you know what I mean? So I don't like to criticize too much when it's not, there's nothing too, uh, nothing too big from year to year because what can we expect maybe from year to year? But there really was nothing that stood out as a, 
this is the reason you should want this phone to me. It was really all just bigger screen, or sorry, brighter screen, faster, but, you know, the better camera. That's kind of... If Touch ID had been there, I would have yeah. done it. Yeah. Um, Something you know, like that would have made and, the difference. And it's in the new iPad mini. Come on, guys. Get with the program here, you know. Um, I'm definitely, I have an SE, an SE 2020, I should say. Um, and I really just, I'm happy with my phone. You know, the, the, the reason I would have upgraded, well, two of them really had touch ID been there, there would be better battery life. Uh, right now I have a, a knockoff battery case that I bought off of Amazon for 17 bucks and it works pretty good. Um, but here's the other thing that we have to think about chip shortages and potential price increases. They said next year, not this year. Mm. Um, and so that's kind of like the gamble, I guess I'm taking is, you know, well, next year it might cost more, but then again, yeah, it'll cost more, but I'll actually get things I want out of it. Hopefully touch ID will be included next year. Yep. Yeah. Touch ID would have been nice to have face ID and touch ID with touch ID and the power button, which would be the cheaper way they could have done it rather than under the screen. Um, I would assume that would be the cheaper way of doing it. Um, should have been pretty achievable. They've already developed it for the iPad. So, <laughs> yeah, it would have been nice. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I suppose there were yeah, rumors that prices were going to go up, and they didn't. So, Mini starts from six ninety nine. Um, I didn't catch the 13 regular price. Is it seven ninety nine starting? I think um, so. I haven't found that yet either, but that's the, what the 12 was. Yeah, and then the Pro is nine ninety nine starting, and the Pro Max... Ten ninety nine starting dollars that is, so same prices, which is a, I suppose it's a bonus when there were rumors were that they were going to go up. Well, it's also uh, worth mentioning that the storage tiers are now doubled. So your six ninety nine for a mini gets you a one twenty eight gig instead of a sixty four. Yes. Not only yes. that, but for the price of a MacBook Pro, you can get a one terabyte <laughs> iPhone. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. For those who care, the the Pro also has kind of more. Yet more camera improvements, cinematic mode and this kind of stuff. And also um, ProMotion, which is the high dynamic, um, is it called high dynamics? No, it's uh, the screen refresh. 120, refre yeah, 120 yeah, as high as 120 yeah. hertz. Uh, doesn't mean anything to me. I'm totally blind. But apparently, if you can see, it, it makes it feel faster and more responsive yeah. with uh, the way the screen updates, but yeah, it, that's pretty much the extent to what I caught from that. I think that's that's a pro only feature, right? For iPhone yeah. 13, the most yeah. pro iPhone ever. That's the most. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally what they said. This is going on like what 10, 15 years, but every single time they say this is the best we've ever made, I kind of go, well, it should be. I, 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 right. I, 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 <laughs> this is not quite as good as three years ago, but it's okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what do you think they're gonna do? Come out. This iPhone sucks. Yeah. It also gets me when they compare it to the leading competition. Like it's 50% faster than the leading Android tablet. Well, that's because there aren't really any Android tablets there, buddy. Yeah. I'm not saying much. Yeah. Are they talking about the Snapdragon or what are they? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. They never tell you what they're comparing to, just the leading competition. Yeah. No, yes. that doesn't help me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is the iPhone I suspect. No one's buying one. I remember though, I'm on a 12 mini, so I've no need, apart from the battery being very irritating at times. Um, that was I'm my question though, mini. Dave, like, would it be worth for you going, 
getting an extra 1.5 hours of battery life. No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> for the for the money, it would you know, the cost of upgrade, I don't think it's worth <laughs> it for a possible one and a half hours extra. Um, I may, though, invest in probably not Apple's one, but maybe something like Anchor or somebody like the one of the slightly cheaper versions of the, uh, mm-hmm. or, or maybe even Scott's $17 Amazon one. Uh, battery case may be good, especially now I'm going out and about more. Suddenly the the low, the low battery on the 12 mini, which didn't bother me for the first six months, is starting to bother me a little bit now. But um, yeah, I wouldn't. What are you on uh, now, Alex? Uh, so I've still got the 11, not the Pro or anything, just the basic 11. Okay. Um, I was mainly jealous of MagSafe, honestly. It's great. But it turns out that there's uh, a case manufacturer called Moment, spelled how it sounds. And they make M-Force cases. And what those are are basically cases for non-iPhone 12 or 13 devices that include MagSafe. They just kind of copied it. So you can use it with a MagSafe charger. I've done that before. Mm -hmm. You can get MagSafe mounts, all the usual stuff. And as long as you're using this case, you've got MagSafe. And it's also got little lanyard loops at the bottom. If you want to put a strap or something on your phone for use with a remote camera app or just so you don't drop it, uh, you can do that as well. It's a touch bulkier than I'd like. Uh, but it does give you MagSafe, and it cost me thirty bucks instead of you know six or seven hundred. <laughs> yeah, I love MagSafe. It's probably probably one of my favorite things about the twelve, actually. Yeah. Um, Scott, you have a twelve mini, I believe. I actually technically don't have a twelve mini. It belongs to the research facility that I run. Uh, the Etsy is my personal phone, and I will not be upgrading this year. Uh, well, we'll try again for Touch ID next year. That is a major feature for me. Uh, not because I'm old school. I've done Face ID. Uh, but like I've said, you know, time and time again, it, for my use case, Touch ID makes a heck of a lot more sense. Yeah, especially because you're a Braille display primarily. So you probably yeah. open it without even taking the phone out of your pocket, probably, do you? you know? So, yeah. Well, and there are parts of like New York City that I go into sometimes that. I don't want to have my phone out of my pocket. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And there could be a new SE next year, even in the early part of next year. You never do know. So that might be the one you want. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, keep we'll seeing see. market rumors that the mini form factor might go away after this year because it's the lowest selling phone. Mm-hmm. So everyone keeps saying that. Well, you know, get your thirteen mini if you like the mini because you might not have a fourteen mini. That's true. That is one thing that could, um, that's probably the one thing that could tend to be because I swear to God, everybody I know who has a mini loves it. Yeah. But a lot of people are skeptical about getting one (laughs) for whatever reason. It is fantastic to have that smaller, small uh, form factor. I actually really hope it sticks around. Um, That more than the battery thing would actually make me think, oh, maybe I should get a 13 to get that extra year, but I don't think. You know you know what I might do is uh, if Touch ID doesn't come next year, if I say Touch ID one more time, hopefully somebody will slap me. <laughs> but if they do not have <clears throat> that next year, I may go with a 13 mini if there is no 14 mini because I do uh, have the access to the 12 mini and I, I like the form factor of it. I really do. In fact, it's smaller than the SE. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Also, they have... Uh, been spreading. Somebody has been spreading. I I don't remember where the source of it was. The rumor that there may be another SE next year, uh, in the spring. And if that has that thing that I talked about nine thousand times already, I may just go that route. You know, yeah. be, 
because it, it'll inevitably have a nice speed bump, you know, in terms of the processor and maybe even the RAM. So, um, you know, if at all possible, I'm going to get a device with uh, my favorite feature. And if not, I'll probably do a 13 mini uh, once the price drops next fall. Mm. Definitely worth thinking about it. And Tyler, what are you on now? And are you? I'm on the SC2020. It's good for me. I like that feature that Scott was talking about. Um, and I've, t- I've tried Face ID. It's fine. Um, I'm able to use it. I can hold it to my face. And, and But I, it's, uh, I just find the other, the other form of biometric authentication more convenient for my use case. Um, but yeah, I don't see any, can't see, see any real compelling reasons to get an iPhone 13. Um, there's, of course, nonstop chatter in the rumor mill about a 2022 SE that could be coming in the spring, perhaps uh, Touch ID in the iPhone, in, in in the flagship model, either 2022 or perhaps 2023. I don't know. Um, but that's kind of where things stand at that. Um, but yeah, I, I can't see any reason right now for me to switch phones. My phone's adequate for what it, for what I do. Um, it's got the A13 sort of two-year-old chip. Um, and as of now, that seems to suit my needs pretty well. Yeah, makes sense. So it sounds like, you know, quite a lot of, you know, nice, perfectly nice, perfectly good new uh, products released today, but Apple aren't going to be making money out of the four of us in the <laughs> short term. But that's not to say that they're not great products and that there's not, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who are due an upgrade or are in the market for an upgrade. And, you know, they're pretty they're pretty good options there. Before we move on an entire day or before we, we wrap up, um, just to mention that iOS 15 is, of course, uh, coming very soon. I believe next Monday, I uh, we were told, is when it will be released. So that is um, on the way. We already have at least one podcast up on the site. Thomas's whistle-stop store of like 50 new items uh, in, in iOS 15 is up for you to listen to. So do check that out. Guys, you've all been running iOS 15, I think, um, beta. So I'm going to ask you each for a very quick impression and maybe, you know, a standout or a favorite feature. Scott, you go first. Um, my favorite feature is actually a mainstream one, and that's focus. You know, there's some like minor, somewhat, I guess, less minor voiceover functions that have come out, and they've done some minor enhancements to Braille stuff. But I really think focus is the big, well, focus. Um, the amount of customization that you can do is just nothing short of amazing. Um I love it, you know, being able to put like certain apps uh, when I'm at work so that they don't distract me at all. And then I can get a summary of them, you know, um, that it'll just say, you know, while you were in do not disturb, blah, 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 and whatever it is. And usually it is blah, 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 because it's stuff I don't want to read during the day. So for me, that's uh, my favorite feature. 
Yeah, it's cool. The one thing I'd like them to add to focus is an option. Instead of saying, I want to only hear from these apps, I want to be able to say, I want to hear from everything but these apps. So say mm-hmm. in the evening or weekend, I could just switch off my work apps, but still have everything else. But that, apart yeah. from that, I agree with you, though. I think focus is, um, yeah, is great. Tyler, um, what, are you, what, are you, what are your thoughts on 15? Or do you have a favorite feature? Um, I would say, I mean, I do like focus. I, I definitely like the ability to better regulate the notific the flow of notifications um so they don't distract me when i'm doing something else or don't really or at a time where i don't really care to receive notifications um i do wish you could make it so that you could block certain things like, like so you could make it so that you could hear from everything except certain apps i think like the example you just cited, you know, when you when you're not on work hours, you'd rather not be notified about things that are that happen at work. Um, but I think that's a pretty good feature. The other good feature I like is um, voice over quick settings. I, I like that because it, it sort of de bloats the rotor. You can you can take some of the stuff out of your rotor, but still have access, uh, reasonably quick access to voice over settings without it being in your rotor with characters words and everything else um it's kind of like a little control center for voiceover and because there are so many things that you can do with you know with customization of voiceover over the years that have been added it's nice to see that um in in a customizable form where you can choose which settings you want on that view so i can change it quickly rather than diving into settings accessibility voiceover blah 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 um so i think that's pretty convenient yeah, you stole my one, Tyler. Yeah, and you know, I I guess it wasn't as big of a feature for me because I'm a completely a Braille display user. So, uh, like all that stuff, you know, I I have it all like keyboard commands for it. So, um, it's not really a feature I use heavily, but I definitely can see where, uh, for for those particularly on touch screens where. You know, you combine the uh, gesture customization and back tap with this, and you know, it's it's a great um, what's the right word? It's a great way um, and great example of how voiceover has matured over the last three years. Yeah, completely. Sort of streamline, like a streamline yeah. view. Yeah. yeah, that's the way I, I sort of see it. If nothing else, I can clean up my rotor. That's probably my favorite part is that I can clean up the rotor. Me too. Cause Just cause, yeah. Now what I have in my rotor is characters, words, headings, links. That's pretty much yeah. it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Very little. Like, uh, And then the things like if I want to change speech rate or turn audio ducking on or off, the sort of things I change only occasionally they're just in this other menu now that I can still get to quickly, but I don't have them cluttering the router. Yeah. My only annoyance with it is that we have a Bluetooth keyboard command, we have a gesture, but we don't have a Braille display command. Um, and we also, as far as I could tell, I'll have to look more closely, you know, with the grouped notification, or not the notifications, you know, the, the group navigation, there are no braille display commands for that either. Ooh. So, and and that one is more important than I than quick settings. I would say because, um, like I said, you know, a lot of these things you can just customize with all kinds of keyboard commands. But, uh, you know, group navigation is really difficult if you don't want to use your touchscreen. I think it also works fairly well in the 
Bluetooth keyboard, but I haven't really tried it. I don't know. Uh, Dave, I know you use a Bluetooth keyboard from time to time. Have you tested it at all? I haven't really, no. Um, but you're right. I mean, anything that works on the Bluetooth keyboard should work on a Braille display, shouldn't it? Really, the yeah. concept should be the same. Yes. Yeah, so on a Bluetooth keyboard, I would imagine, I don't know this because I don't have a Bluetooth keyboard, but with grouping, like hierarchical navigation, does that work like it does on the Mac, like the same keyboard command? Because on the touchscreen, it's the same as when you use the trackpad commander to interact with something on the Mac, yeah. the two-finger flick. Um, do we know um, if, it, if it's the same th- thing on, on the Bluetooth keyboard for iOS? I believe, yeah, control, shift, yeah, shift down options, arrow. down arrow. Yeah. They, they really could have, well, and okay, I guess it could be caps lock, shift, down arrow. That's what I use for my voiceover modifier because, you know. Oh, yeah. That one less key does make a big difference sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, what about yourself? On what are your thoughts on on fifteen? Yeah. So I uh, <clears throat> I won't say focuses then. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's been taken. Um, I guess I if I had to pick something that hasn't been said yet, I'd probably go for the image description option. Um, with iOS fifteen, you can now explore the image almost any image really in a lot more detail you can go into a mode where it'll tell you what text it detects in this in the picture what objects it detects you can move your finger around to find out where they are like um you know if you're on the left side of the screen in the middle you'll feel a couch you move a little bit to the right oh there's a person on side side on profile so it's really detailed when it gets right and it's really neat to hear where things are in relation to each other and if you don't care about all that, if you're, you know, on a keyboard or a braille display, you can still flick through everything. You don't have to touch it to get the contextual information. It still describes mm-hmm. it pretty well. So that's really neat just to see it happen automatically. Um, it's just all on-device AI doing everything. It's it's really cool. And as a side note, I will say that I, I think my favorite feature in watchOS 8 is a tiny thing, very tiny. I'm almost positive it wasn't in 7. On the default playback screen, when you've got your now playing controls, the play button now gives you a percentage. So instead of just play, it'll say, or a, a pause rather, it'll say pause 52%. That'll tell you that you're 52% through whatever you're listening to, which sounds utterly pointless until you realize that if you're listening to an audible book and it says pause 99%, you suddenly realize you're almost done with your book or your podcast or whatever it is. And that can tell you, all right, let me hold on here. I'm at a good stopping point, you know, in my walk or whatever I'm doing, let me just pause and, and queue up some more audio because I'm going to need it here in a second. So it's, it's more useful than it really sounds like it should be. And I just, I love it. The weirdest thing, Alex, is I had not noticed that. Really? <laughs> I, I do use it. Like, I must be so, <laughs> in, so impatient that I don't even wait for it to speak properly or something. I hadn't even noticed. That is kind of interesting. Well, and I found sometimes that Audible, speaking of Audible, doesn't always sync your positions. No, so, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a problem, right? So, um, you know, having that, oh, okay, you're at 85%, at least I have the chance <laughs> to remember when I go to another device. Okay, yeah. yeah, I was at 85% because, like I said, I've had it several times happen where I'll be reading a book on Audible, um, and one device, I switch to another, and then when I go back to the original, it, it didn't it didn't record the uh, progress I had made on the other device. So that's actually really handy. Ten minutes later, uh, wait a minute, I 
think I've heard this before. <laughs> Done that. Yep. <laughs> cool, I guess cool. a follow up to uh, to that to to what I said before. It is another one of those things that you think, eh, whatever. You know, that's that's a minor feature. Siri with the use offline. Mm, I yes. really like because it speeds up like majorly speeds up and you'll hear it in Thomas's podcast uh, doing things like, you know, open Safari or open whatever it is. Um, also, you can toggle accessibility features and set timers and do all these things and you don't need an Internet connection. Um, you know, so that's really helpful in some situations, too. But even when you're online, it still does some things much faster. And you don't have to do anything. It's just there and it's ready uh, when you install iOS 15. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's definitely sped things up. Cool. I think that uh, that pretty much does it, guys. Um, if you are interested in any of the products Apple released today, um, I believe the iPads are available to order straight away and shipping next week. The iPhone, I think, is pre-order this Friday and sh- the seventeenth. That is, and shipping the following Friday, the twenty-fourth. Correct me if I'm Correct. wrong. That's the right. watch, I did not catch. I don't know if anyone else did. I don't later think they this said fall. It. Yeah, they just didn't later. Say they just yeah, they just said later this fall. Okay, there were rumors in the lead up to this about um, production difficulties and so on. So that's not a great surprise. So that's those. As I said, there'll be. With iOS 15 coming out over the next week, there's going to be loads and lots of content um, and podcasts. And Scott's got a post coming out on the site. And Alex has a post about today's event if you want to read more about it. So loads to check out on AppleViz.com and on the podcast stream. So last is just to say thank you all for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for hosting. Thanks for hosting. And thanks everyone for listening. Enjoy. Bye-bye. This AppleVis podcast has been brought to you by the community of AppleVis.com for the latest in resources and tips and tricks to get you the best experience from your Apple device. Visit www.applevis.com.